Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past i want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my now here's your host matt dannison it's indiana what i feel is the pinnacle the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball And hello, welcome in. Tuesday edition of the show. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. It is game day for IU. They've got an interesting ball game tonight coming up against Michigan. And of course, a big win on Friday. I thought Indiana maybe could get it done, but uh, man, in the fashion they did. I know we didn't have a show Monday, so we've got to recap some of the happenings and the good things that happened for IU basketball in that win over Maryland on Friday night. But a big one today, and I tell you what, the biggest thing I've heard about the IU-Michigan game is everybody wanting to know, how am I going to watch the game? It's on Peacock. What is Peacock? How do you subscribe to Peacock? How much does it cost? How is it possible that Big Ten basketball games are on a streaming-only platform and not a traditional television or cable channel? Well, my answer to that is get ready because we are in and headed to an even different world when it comes to broadcast rights and television and streaming. And I think that so many of this stuff in the very near future will be streaming only on different platforms where uh, these platforms try to outbid each other. Of course, Peacock is tied in with the NBC network, you know, the Peacock icon we always see in the corner of all the NBC broadcasts. So that was tied in with things when NBC got a, a share of Big Ten conference broadcast opportunities. But that's the biggest thing about the game tonight, people scrambling to figure out how they're going to watch it. This isn't a non-conference game or an exhibition game where, hey, if you don't get the 995 Big Ten Plus, we'll, we'll survive, we'll listen on the Big X and get by with it. This is a Big Ten conference game. And so a lot of people is trying to figure out how to how to get this Peacock platform. I will tell you, uh, I, I got it a few weeks ago. Uh, there was a $1.99 Black Friday special. And when I purchased it, it was well after Black Friday. It must have been a special that ran for a week or two. I don't know if there's any kind of special out there now, but I believe that regulation fee for the basic Peacock membership, where unless you're going to stream a lot of movies on there and other things they have uh, where you want to get commercial free, obviously a basketball game is going to have commercials. So uh, the $5.99 a month membership, I think, is what you want. Pretty easy to get if you've got a smart TV. I don't know if it's available through a browser or not. I think it's available on smartphones and devices like that. But uh, definitely a, a new world when it comes, especially for our older fans or for fans that are, uh, let's just say, maybe 60, 65 and above. Streaming is different, and but we're all headed that way. So I'm curious, are you concerned about tonight? Have you figured out uh, the Peacock platform? And are you willing to splurge $5.99 a month for uh, Peacock throughout the season? Because keep in mind, there's 
a number of IU games, a small handful of IU games that are on the Peacock platform. And I don't have it in front of me right now, but I believe the Indiana-Purdue game is on the Peacock platform. So you might as well bite the bullet, get somebody tech-friendly if you can't figure it out, and get the Peacock uh, subscription. I think it'll be good. The deciding point for me was, obviously, you need to watch, want to watch the IU games, but I really like Big Ten basketball. I prefer watching a Big Ten conference game probably over some of the other bigger games of the night that may be on uh, from other conferences or other non-conference opportunities. So uh, the opportunity to watch more Big Ten basketball for $5.99 a month, it's just kind of where we're at. So uh, I'm now a subscriber uh, of Peacock as in the last few weeks. But glad to have you here in our Tuesday program. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, Who's Your Headlines? We'll preview the IU-Michigan game. We'll take a look at IU football, the new coach, Kirk Signetti. He is off to the races when it comes to recruiting, and he's involved in the recruitment of a couple quarterback prospects, and we'll talk about that here in the opening segment as well. And later in the show, Mike Schumann will be with us. We'll cover basketball with Mike. We'll get ready for IU Michigan with Mike. We'll also get into the new coach and some other topics around football as well. It has been a busy few weeks with IU football between Tom Allen's dismissal, the new football coach, and of course, lots of basketball stuff. And I saw something last night. I want to mention this. I've not followed up on it, but that Trilly Donovan Twitter account that we've talked about before on here that seems to have a lot of the breaking recruiting news in college basketball tweeted out uh, a picture of a logo of Dairy Queen last night, referencing Derek Queen, who's a big IU target in the 2024 class down at Montverde Academy, and uh, said things are moving. So I don't know what that means or what Trilly knows or who Trilly is, but he has been spot on with a lot of recruiting projections out there. So maybe, just maybe, something is moving with the Derek Queen recruitment after we all thought uh, when he didn't sign in the early period that it was going to take some time for him to figure out exactly what his future is. But he is a huge get for Indiana, and we'll have a little bit more on Derek Queen today as well. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Try Honey Baked Ham today for a delicious lunch. They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you may have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Uh, Justin Kalen, producer of the show. Justin, we haven't caught up for a while. Do you have Peacock? Are you all prepared to watch this IU-Michigan game tonight? Uh, so, yeah, I actually had to get Peacock a couple weeks ago. I'm big on uh, On Patrol Live, the police show, and I couldn't find it anywhere else. So I just bit the bullet, got the Peacock. So, yeah, I'm all set up for tonight. I'm, I'm pretty excited. All right. Uh, have you heard the same thing that I've heard from – 
IU faithful, especially the older crowd, wanting to know how in the heck to get this platform. And uh, beyond that, why they got to play pay another subscription to see Big Ten basketball? Well, I mean, it really is ridiculous when you think about it. Big Ten's one of the biggest conferences, if not the biggest. And I, I would understand if this was like MEAC or the Northeastern Conference or whatever, but it's the Big Ten. The, old folks do have a gripe because they this they shouldn't have to pay for another streaming service. I'm if it wasn't for On Patrol, I'd be a little disappointed that I had to pay for another streaming service to get this. So it, it, I hate that that's what we've come to these days, but it's all about money, and that's that's how the world's always been. I feel like it's gonna go even more in that way in the future you know so yeah it, it stinks I, I hate it for everyone just put the games on fox fox sports one what big 10 network whatever you got to do don't put it on a streaming service justin i don't know how many years ago it was the formation of the big 10 network and the big 10 network obviously has been humongous for the conference all the mm-hmm. conferences now have a network it's not only the games in men's basketball but the opportunity now to watch so many iu women's games and so much other content from the Big Ten Conference, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. But with that said, I don't know how many years ago it's been. It's been some time, but I can remember some cable packages locally, at first especially, didn't include the Big Ten Network. And there were a lot of people unhappy, a lot of similar type complaints about, I got to upgrade my, I guess at that time it was maybe a Insight cable package, or I've got to pay more to get this, or it's not even available to my area right now. So here we are again, fast forward, I don't know however many years BTN has been around, and now we're complaining about streaming. So it's just part of the progression of technology and television. And unfortunately, I think more and more exclusive stuff, whether it be television shows, live sports, movies, whatever it may be, is going to be bought up by different streaming platforms. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly, but it it's just unfortunate because you, you touch on the Big Ten network. Why can't you add a something that'll be more beneficial to somebody? Because you're only going to get Peacock so you can watch these games, whereas if they were to do some sort of Big Ten Plus or Big Ten Premium where they could just stream all those games, then you're going to have more likelihood that people will buy that because there's going to be content that they're going to be more interested in. Whereas, I don't know, Peacock, you can kind of get it all, but if you want to focus it towards the Big Ten Conference, I feel like that's the way they should have gone years ago. And and I know they have done a little bit of, of Big Ten Plus, I guess is what they call it, but just I, I wish they'd lean more into that instead of putting it on a completely separate streaming service. And I know the Big Ten's got to deal with Peacock and all that, but it, it's still, it's just ridiculous. Talking with Justin Kalen, producer of this show, and a big IU guy. And as we oh, yeah. get ready for IU Michigan, a couple things on IU Michigan tonight, Justin, while while we've got you. Michigan, to me, is kind of a confusing team through the non-conference portion of their schedule so far. I know that, uh, obviously, Coach Howard has been out recovering from a surgery uh, and a condition that he had. But I'm, I'm really I, – I, I guess after Indiana played so good in so many ways on Friday night, I'm really just curious to see, regardless of my thoughts on Michigan and their up and down here in the non-conference, if Indiana can build on that Friday win and maybe if they're going to turn the corner here for the first time this season after some kind of questionable performances. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect in that game on Friday. I 
I thought it would be pretty close to the number, which was three. Indiana was a three-point favorite. I sat down to watch that game, and I was just flabbergasted from start to finish. Now, they got a little sloppy in the second half, but from start to finish, for the most part, the team looked really good. They were engaged, playing together. And checking out some of these other Big Ten scores throughout the weekend, it seems like the Big Ten is going to be somewhat gettable this year. Let me knock on wood so I don't jinx that. But, I mean, it's – it looks like it's going to be there for the take, and I could see this Indiana team finishing fifth, sixth in the conference, maybe even a little higher if they play up to their potential. So really excited to see another conference game here tonight. I don't have any opinions in terms of Michigan. I don't, I haven't watched Michigan at all this season, so I, I couldn't tell you what they bring to the table, but I can tell you if Indiana plays the way they did on Friday, I think this should be another dub here tonight. I tell you what, uh, for Michigan, one guy to watch, and I think I'm saying his name correctly, is it Doug McDaniel, the sophomore? Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he has been really good, really outstanding. His name is spelled D-U-G. I believe it's Doug, but <laughs> um, I've, I've followed some of his stat lines here recently. Uh, very efficient, uh, leading the way for the Wolverines. So excited to see him tonight. But outside of that, it's a 4-4 four and four Michigan team. You know, I had to watch the game when they played my boy Rick Pitino in St. John's, and Michigan won that game up in New York, 89-73, very handily. They've played a lot of mid-major teams so far this season. They lost to Memphis. They beat uh, Stanford, also lost to Texas Tech and Oregon most recently in overtime. So a 4-4 four and four team, but uh, just kind of unsure about this Michigan team for the first time in a number of years. Well, you just mentioned they lost to Oregon. They might as well lose again to Oregon tonight because it's going to have to be a heavy dose of Khalil Ware if Indiana wants to get it done. He's proven throughout this season that he is the guy that needs to touch the basketball on every possession. And I I hesitate to compare him to Trace Jackson Davis, but it's almost like Indiana got lucky and got another year of Trace Jackson Davis with what Khalil Ware's been able to do on that low block. So get him the ball. There is literally... They cannot give him the basketball enough in in any game this season. So feed him the basketball. Let him use his size, his agility, and moves around the basket. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I think Indiana wins this game pretty comfortably tonight. I agree. I think Indiana does win. I don't know how comfortable it will be, but I do agree. And that's a huge deal to start the Big Ten Conference two and zero. Would you? And I, I don't want to say that because it hasn't happened yet, but. A couple of weeks ago, I never thought this Indiana team had a chance to be 2-0 and in these early two games heading into a matchup with Kansas just around the corner as well. Yeah, no, and that's that's kind of the part of the early season, you know. You got to get a feel for this team and what they're capable of. And, yeah, they might be due for a letdown tonight just because they did get our hopes so high on Friday after that great performance against Maryland. So it does kind of feel like a letdown spot, but you like to think that they figured it out. They know how to play together. They know what Coach Woodson's expecting from them. So yeah, there's always going to be hesitancy in the early part of the season. But if Indiana comes out and gets this win tonight and goes to 2-0 and in Big Ten play, I think it really tells Indiana fans and, and the rest of college basketball, really, that, hey, we're, we're not messing around. We're going to win a lot more games in the Big Ten than – people initially gave us credit for so yeah I'm, I'm just really excited to see how it all plays out I, I freaking love basketball season yeah me too Justin a couple other things I'll keep you on with us here for the remainder of the segment um, I saw last night or listened last night Yasir Roseman replaced Mike Woodson on the Woodson coaches show and you know I talk a lot about Woodson 
old guy, got some swagger, like how he handles himself, love how he interacts with the media. Just just a guy that makes me smile and, and laugh at times, even when he's being serious. But Yusir Roseman, he, he's got the swagger on the younger side of things. It's easy listening to him talk to Don Fisher last night to see why he is an effective recruiter that can connect, I'm sure, very well with some of these young prospects that are in high school or that are in college in the transfer portal. But Yasir said a couple really interesting things last night. The first thing, kind of building on your point about Kellel Ware, he mentioned his NBA draft stock and how he's really helped himself. And I don't have it in front of me, but I think he referenced like you know, maybe as high as the number seven pick people project him to go. I don't know if I've seen any mock drafts out there yet that have him that high. He definitely is a very consistent first rounder in those that I pay attention to at this early point. But it it seems like everybody agrees and the IU coaches are going to know better than anybody. Kel Elware through the first, what has it been, three weeks or so of the season, maybe a little longer. He has really helped himself uh, as far as his future in the NBA go. Yeah, and he's been a lot of fun to watch. And, Matt, I'll tell you this. He's the only player that I can think of in my lifetime where his expression doesn't change. It doesn't matter if he gets a uh, swats one into the sixth row, gets a three-point play, gets a, a jam on somebody's head. Like, his expression never changes. And that's what I really like about Khalil is he just has that look that he's there for business and business only and and whether that's getting himself involved in NBA draft prospects or or helping Indiana win games wh- whatever the reason for that I just I thoroughly enjoy watching him play the game of basketball he's it's hard to believe that Oregon let him go you know like what they're probably watching him this season like what what were we doing what we should have worked harder to keep this kid I tell you what, uh, one other thing, and I agree, one other thing I want to mention uh, from last night that Yusir Roseman, Coach Roseman, had to say, he can talk about Liam McNeely, who has been tearing it up for Montverde Academy, Mm -hmm. uh, but he can't talk about Derek Queen. McNeely is signed. Obviously, Queen is still uncommitted until a player signs that national letter of intent. Coaches cannot speak on him. It's an NCAA violation if they do. Uh, but he mentioned McNeely last night and his play this high school season and how he's going to be a great addition for this IU program. He also said something along the lines of, and we hope that he brings uh, one of his teammates with us, but I can't say his <laughs> name right now. Uh, makes you wonder if uh, Yasir, with the swagger he has and obviously being a key cog in the recruitment of Liam McNeely and now Derek Queen, Makes you wonder if he doesn't have some confidence that when Derek Queen does make a decision, Indiana might be where he goes. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly the hope. And by the way, for what it's worth, thanks to Trilly Donovan, I will forever call him Dairy Queen for the rest of my life. He will no longer be Dairy (laughs) Queen for me. It'll be Dairy Queen from here on out. But yeah, what that would be a big get for Indiana. Get, I mean. We saw it a little bit last year with Hood Shafino and Malik Renew, two guys that just come from the same program and come into co- to the same college program. They just they have a unique dynamic because they've played together for years and years. So they're comfortable with one another's games. They they know what each other's going to bring to the table. So you saw that with Hood Shafino and Malik Renew. Maybe Queen comes as well, joins McNeely, and you, you get a similar similar type of partnership, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, Justin Kalen, producer of the show. Always great to catch up, my friend. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. All right, as we head to break, I want to mention this weekend is a huge weekend statewide for high school basketball on the boys' side. There are some outstanding matchups set for the annual form 
tip-off classic at Southport High School, just south of Indianapolis on Saturday. That's one of my favorite gyms in the state, right behind Seymour's Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium. But Greenfield Central, Southport, the first game, Warren Central, Center Grove, game two, Heritage Hills, Garen Catholic, uh, game three, Noblesville, Christmas Attics, Fort Wayne Wayne against Lawrence North, and the nightcap is Kokomo against Fishers. You've got Flory Bedunga, who New Albany fans got a chance to see Saturday night at the Doghouse. Trent Sisley of Heritage Hills in that event. Xavier Robinson of Lawrence North, who was just recently at Indiana for a game. Braylon Mullins of Greenfield Central, who has been an IU target as a junior. Highly ranked, or I should say top 100 nationally in his class. Uh, Desmond Briscoe. Uh, a nice junior prospect at Christmas Attics, and then some other good players for Noblesville and Fort Wayne Wayne as well. But that's going to be an outstanding day of high school basketball. If you're looking for five, six really good games to take in, cheap admission, uh, great talent, uh, should be some great matchups, maybe some potential uh, state tournament or state championship games in that field when we get to that point of the season. But I can remember over the years seeing some wonderful games at Southport, I can remember that New Albany Romeo Langford game against Fort Wayne North at Southport. That was a lot of fun. Uh, But what a great event, kind of a signature day for high school basketball early in the season. The form tip-off classic this Saturday at Southport. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. IU Michigan talk, also the latest on IU football as well. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday edition of the show. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you have a question on IU basketball or football, send it in because Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is with us for his weekly segment. Mike is the author of the dailyhoosier.com. You can follow him on social media at daily underscore Hoosier, and he's with us Tuesdays here on the show. Mike, we've got a lot to cover. The IU-Michigan game in basketball tonight, and obviously a lot of things going on with IU football and the new coach, uh, Coach Signetti, beginning to make some waves, trying to recruit and build or maybe rebuild is the right word to use uh, his roster for next season. But before we get to any of that, I do want to talk about Indiana's performance with you on Friday. The Hoosiers uh, were really good uh, in many ways, and I think uh, uh, very impressive to start their Big Ten schedule this year when some worried what they might be like when it comes to Big Ten play. Yeah, there's no doubt the first 30 minutes of that game were, in my opinion, was the best version of of this team we've seen all year. Um, And and for me, it really just started with a different level of – energy and effort that I thought that they brought to the floor. And I thought that that was highlighted by Trey Galloway, who, you know, in my opinion, is always a high motor, higher energy player, but you could even see that 
that he ratcheted it up a, a, another degree to a point that that I hadn't seen out of him. I don't know how much of that was messaging from the staff that, hey, you know, we don't have Xavier Johnson. You, you really need to to really step it up as a facilitator and bring the energy on this team that he brings. Um, but, but whatever the case, I thought that was really the headline of that 30 minutes, along with the fact that Boyle Ware is just a different kind of player that Indiana hasn't had in, in a long time. And he can just do things that, that ordinary basketball players can't do. And I think those two factors really helped Indiana to, to take on a different look, even without Xavier Johnson on Friday night. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us Tuesdays on the show. Tonight, it's Michigan, a 4-4 four and four Michigan team. And Justin Kalen and I were talking in the first segment. I really don't have a good read on this Michigan team. They've won a couple interesting games. They've lost to some uh, high major opponents recently as well. And outside of maybe one or two key players, it's a Michigan team that uh, I don't know a lot about. Yeah, there, there's no doubt they're they're quite a bit different than they were last year when they were led by Hunter Dickinson and and Jed Howard. Um, but both of those guys are gone, although Indiana fans will get to see Dickinson here in a, in a few days when, when Kansas comes to Bloomington. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, those guys were really the, the headlines of the team last year. And with them gone, they've, they've taken on a completely different look and got off to a really good start, but have, have struggled here of late. Um, it, it's going to be a real interesting game, in my opinion, because they do things that Indiana has struggled with thus far this season. They shoot the three very well and, and they get a lot of offensive rebounds those are two things that IU has struggled to contend with um, at least up until the last game and a half um, they guarded the three ball really well in the last game and a half in the second half against Harvard and the full game against Maryland although you could argue you know Maryland doesn't shoot the three well against anyone so how much of that was Maryland versus IU but um you know, so so Michigan brings both those elements that have been challenges for Indiana, but they also I think Indiana matches up pretty well with them, much like Maryland that they start uh, three kind of more traditional forward type center type players. So I don't think it's going to be a situation where you've got Mbako and Renew out there on the perimeter chasing uh, got guards around like like we've seen against some of these low to mid major teams, but but. But the other side of that is Michigan's three and four men uh, do shoot the three well. So Indiana is going to have to, with Renu and Mbako, be out on the perimeter guarding a lot in, in this game tonight. So just an interesting dynamic. I, I could see it going a number of ways, to be honest. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us. Uh, I don't think there's been any update on Xavier Johnson, but with the long season that's ahead, seeing him in a boot Friday night for that Maryland game, it's hard to believe that we'll see him tonight. And do you have any read on how long this could be for him as far as another issue uh, with his leg, with his lower leg, keeping him out of action for IU? Yeah. And kind of, kind of the same as you, I don't have a specific uh, Intel or, or read on it. Kind of, you know, you know, a lot of these times, a lot of the times we all overreacted to seeing the, the dreaded boot. <laughs> uh, you know, I think if you if you saw these guys on a day to day basis, you you realize that they're they're in boots a lot. It's it's more of a compression and a protective type measure. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're dealing with something very significant, even though it can look that way when, when you see it. Um, but but at the same time, um, you know, based on you know more, I, I would call it chatter and. Um, things like 
that, that it, uh, it wouldn't be altogether surprising if he missed more games here. I, I, I wouldn't want to speculate on, on how much, um, but, but I also don't think it's anything that serious. Um, you know, I thought it was a little bit surprising that it in, ended up playing in those games in New York. Um, so by the same measure, it wouldn't be altogether surprising if he if he gave it a go tonight. May, may not be a hundred percent type situation. Um, I thought that was another encouraging aspect of the Maryland game, to, to be honest, because you know, thinking about you know Trey Galloway and Gabe Cups trying to deal with Jameer Young, who I, I think everybody they didn't know they recognized after that game as one of the best point guards in the Big Ten. Um, similar challenge tonight with. With Doug McDaniel, who's also just a fantastic start for Michigan, you know, really, if, if there's a, a consistent headline in how they're playing so far, he, he's probably it. Um, and so it's a it's another serious challenge at point guard. And so if it is, you know, Cups and Galloway, I suspect we'll see the same thing as we saw against Maryland, where where Galloway is the one who actually takes on that that assignment, um, which I thought was a really smart move by the IU staff to not try to have uh, Gabe Cups guard a fifth-year uh, All-Big Ten point guard. Um, so I, I would think we'd see them go the same direction tonight. That would put Cups on a little bit younger and less proven guard and Naimari Burnett. Um, you know, that might be a, a more – a situation that he can handle a little bit better. But but in any event, first true road game tonight. Uh, going to be interesting to see how guys like Cups and Mbako react to, to that aspect of it as well. Mike, I want to bring up Yasir Roseman. He replaced Mike Woodson last night on his weekly coaches show, which, by the way, they all air here on the Big X uh, each Monday night. He had some interesting things to say. Um, talked a little bit about Michigan and the season so far, but I thought when it came to Kellel Ware talking about his NBA draft prospectus and how he's really helped himself this season, that was interesting. And then he also mentioned Liam McNeely, who he and Montverde and Derek Queen, they are absolutely tearing up the high school basketball landscape. There is no question about that. But uh, he can't name Derek Queen by name. He can Liam McNeely because uh, Liam is signed with Indiana. But he said he hopes Liam brings his teammate from Florida with him to IU. Uh, interesting to hear some of his comments and hear uh, Coach Roseman's take on things last night. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And I don't know if, if he was kind of being tongue-in-cheek there when he was mentioning Derek Queen because – you know, perhaps just by coincidence, there's been a lot of buzz here this morning involving Queen, um, perhaps reaching a decision. Uh, his, his recruitment's been really kind of quiet and, you know, guarded and it, within a pretty tight circle and not not one where there's a lot of stories and intel and, and that type of stuff. But here today, a lot of people are kind of insinuating anyway that, that he may have in fact reached a decision it, it sounds positive for indiana i have not heard anything confirmatory in, in that regard um you know it, one, one thing that's interesting you know people have thought for a long time that that indiana and maryland were the the top two teams in that recruitment and um you know was friday night any kind of you know, exhibition in his mind for, for, you know, the better fit. If that was the case, I mean, Indiana kind of doubled up Maryland and points in the paint. They've shown all year that they, they want to play inside out, which, um, you know, if you're Derek Queen, I, I would think that that would be very appealing and kind of hard to find at, at this point uh, throughout college basketball. Indiana is one of the few teams doing that. 
And they've also, you know, tying into your comment about Clawware, um, you know, this is the second year in a row that the Indiana staff has played through a big and, and also seen a big man um, make considerable strides. You know, year over year, Clawware's numbers, IU versus Oregon, are, are eye-catching. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis's uh, jump in production last year was also eye-catching. So there, there's a lot of reasons to think that, if nothing else, Derek Queen likes what he sees out of Indiana so far this year. Yeah, no question. Mike, I tell you what, Liam McNeely, Derek Queen, Montverde, I caught some of their game last week. They have so many games on national TV or available to stream. It's almost like you can keep up with them a lot like you can a, a college team. They're being talked about as one of the best high school basketball teams ever, possibly. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. I mean, you've obviously got Cooper Flag on there, who most people know about, even though he's headed to Duke, um, moved up a year. Uh, and is a star on that team as well. You got Curtis Givens, who IU recruited there for a while. So it's just a, they're they're always stacked, but they're especially stacked this year, and they're blowing out very good teams along the way. So it continues to be a very positive thing for Indiana and their staff that they're well connected in that program. Um, I think it bodes well for the future. Yeah, no question. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Let's get to some IU football stuff. Coach Signetti is hard at it as far as uh, I think he tweeted a picture of himself out at the office. I think it was like 5.30 or 5.45 in the morning on Saturday saying, let's get to work. But uh, he's got a tall task ahead of him as far as recruiting and the transfer portal goes, hiring a staff, so many things that a new coach has to does has to do. I can't imagine how madness things must be for a period of time for him. But uh, what is your take on his assistant coaches and key staff that have been announced so far? It looks like a number of guys coming with him from James Madison, but he's also added some other interesting names as well. Yeah, I think one of the things you always uh, one one thing that's always appealing about hiring a existing head coach is that, especially in this day and age with the transfer portal and and NIL and, and rosters just in a constant state of flux, is you know he already had a staff in place, um, and, and I think it speaks highly of you know what he thinks of that staff that that he's bringing, you know you know roughly eighty percent of them with the, with him to Bloomington. Um, you know, especially the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, they've, they've developed an amazing track record here over the last four years uh, with uh, quarterback production. I think they've had the last four straight uh, conference quarterbacks of the year or conference offensive players of the year at, at James Madison uh, with that trio of Signetti and his OC and quarterbacks coach. So obviously they, they've got something going really well there and defensively they were great the last few years as well. So it makes a lot of sense to, to keep all those guys together. It also makes it, it easy to kind of just jump right in and get the ball rolling here from a recruiting and, and all, everything else that goes along with that. So, um, you know, the, the, I'll tell you though, the one guy that I was curious what would happen with was offensive line coach Bob Bostad, who I think everybody knows is highly regarded. Um, you know, was very highly regarded before he came to IU as a as a coach at Wisconsin, and, and it was interesting that you know of all the James Madison guys coming over, Signetti uh, altered course on that one, and, and you know stuck with Bostad as the offensive line coach. I think there's undeniable 
progress with the offensive line with pretty much the same group of players as last year. Uh, you know, the, the sacks were way down, yards per carry were way up. So, um, you know, clear, clear progress. And I, I think it's nothing but a positive to, to keep someone like that in place, especially when you got your entire starting offensive line, either in the portal or in the NFL draft, as is the case with Indiana right now. So we'll see what happens with that group. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, my guest. It looks like Indiana focusing in on a couple quarterbacks. You had a story on this uh, on the dailyhoosier.com website. Can you tease that, preview that for us? Yeah, so the, it, it's interesting what's going on with Indiana's 2024 class as a whole right now. Um, you can tell by the way some of the prior commits are uh, making announcements that what's happening behind the scenes is Indiana's basically either re-offering these kids or, or just asking them to move on, um, which is pretty much, it sounds kind of blunt and harsh, but it's pretty much par for the course when there's a coaching change. So you've seen several kids announce that they are, their recruitments are back open. You've also seen several announce that they've been re-offered and have recommitted to Indiana. Um, one of the changes where a kid decommitted was 2024 quarterback Timothy Carpenter out of Ohio. I can't say for sure that, that Indiana pulled their offer with him, but but what what I can say for sure is he did decommit. And in the days since, here in the last just in the last couple of days, Indiana has offered two. 2024 quarterbacks. One was a former James Madison commit, Alberto Mendoza out of Miami. Um, he's won the state in Florida last year and is playing for it on Friday. Um, you know, obviously, you know, James Madison is not the Big Ten, but the Signetti and his staff believe that, that he can play at that level or they wouldn't have offered him. And uh, I think 24-7 is reporting that he's taken an official visit to IU uh, this weekend. So that that one's moving fast. And then you've got a kid in Indiana at Center Grove High School, Tyler Cherry, who's a Duke commit at the moment, but Duke's also had a coaching change and Indiana offered him uh, within the last day or two. Um, a, a guy that backed up Taven Jackson, interestingly enough, for a couple of years before he became the starter. And he's a four star. Um, reminds me a lot of Nate Sudfeld on film, actually. Big arm, 6'5. Uh, could be a really interesting prospect if, if Indiana could land him. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, he's with us Tuesdays on the show. Mike, as we let you go, obviously a big one tonight. We've mentioned IU and Michigan, but hard to believe. Not long away, just a little later this month, I think December 16 is the date, IU hosting Kansas. What an environment Assembly Hall will be that day. Yeah, really looking forward to that one. A um, number of things going on that they're going to have a stripe out, uh, which I haven't seen in a long time. So each each section will be either crimson or cream. If the fans cooperate, which I'm sure they will, it's also going to be a really big recruiting day. Um, I announced yesterday Joe Sansanan, uh, top 15 prospect who's probably going to reclassify to 2024, is going to be there. I think there's going to be a few other really high-profile names at that game as well. So, um, it's going to be one of those days in Bloomington, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Schumann with us Tuesdays. Mike, thank you. We'll do it again next Tuesday. All right. Thank you, Matt. Talk to you then. You know, after Michigan tonight, Indiana-Auburn down in Atlanta coming up on Saturday. 
2 o'clock game, and then Indiana with a week break there uh, to get to the Kansas game Saturday, December 16th at Assembly Hall. So, I mean, it is just games away, um, although it uh, it's hard to believe we're moving through the season and already talking about the, the Kansas game just a couple games down the line. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with a final segment to wrap things up. Stay with us here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday edition of the show. We wrap things up here and get you ready for tonight's game with Michigan. IU and Michigan, big opportunity for Indiana to go 2-0 and in the Big Ten Conference. I thought they'd probably get one, but the chance, I think, based on how they played Friday night against Maryland, is there to get two. Uh, this Indiana team would be in the best shape possible. I mean, there's been some scary moments. There's been some ugly moments. There's sure some question marks about the future when it comes to uh, roles and health and production and shooting and so many things, but a 2-0 and start to the Big Ten Conference would be huge, especially in advance of Auburn and Kansas. And those games obviously don't count when it comes to Big Ten, but Auburn and Kansas specifically are real resume opportunities for this team. After that, Moorhead State, North Alabama, Kennesaw State, and then it's back to the new year, on to the new year, uh, starting with Nebraska on January 3rd on the road to start Big Ten Conference play. Uh, Interesting Big Ten Conference this year. There's a lot of unknown about some of these teams, and I'm not quite sure about some of the preseason predictions that some people had, including myself, on maybe who would be who in the conference. But definitely an interesting game tonight. 9 o'clock, so a late tip-off. That helps me, but probably not good for you if you are hoping to get some sleep and got to get rolling early in the morning. So, uh, But 9 o'clock means 8 o'clock pregame. And I always say this, but it's the best thing to do. Listen to Don Fisher, the pregame show. You get to hear from Coach Woodson, and that's where everybody listens uh, to find out who's starting and who's out and what Xavier Johnson's status is for tonight. You're going to find it nowhere else first other than Don Fisher and Mike Woodson uh, on the pregame show. So all that begins at 8 p.m., here on the Big X with tip-off scheduled for 9 o'clock, Indiana and Michigan here on this Tuesday night. Don't forget it's on Peacock. You won't find it on the Big Ten Network or any of the ESPN stations or Fox Sports stations. It is on streaming only tonight. So I'm sure that some Indiana fans will maybe miss out because of that. Definitely some frustration because of that. Uh, There's no question about that. That's going to wrap things up for Tuesday. Big show tomorrow. We'll be back. We'll be back to recap everything. Uh, we'll talk about uh, tonight's game uh, and a lot more, and of course, start to get ready for the weekend with Auburn. But uh, very key early season Big Ten road opportunity 
for Indiana tonight. That, I think, sums it up, setting the stage in a big way here for the Hoosiers. Have a great Tuesday. Good luck getting your Peacock subscription. Enjoy the game, and we'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. to recap everything here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Mm-hmm.